And what is something that you believe the president has done well? Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. What's cracking there, Harrison? Just fucking don't even ask. <laughs> you look like death. Yeah, I feel like it. <laughs> I can't even. I Yet... slept for. It looks like you've slept maybe like two hours in the past five days. You're wrong. About oh, okay. That one. All right. Because I slept for 14 hours yesterday. Whoa. And not even at night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I slept for two hours from from midnight to two. Because I hadn't gotten much sleep during the week. And then I woke up for like, I don't know, six hours and did some whatever. And then went to bed at like 10 a.m. I, I, I felt like... So wait, you were up no, all night. No, I wasn't up all night. I slept for like three hours. And then I got up and I couldn't sleep. And then I was like, I'm going to take a quick nap at 11 a.m. And then I woke up at 1 a.m. the next day. Wow. When, so 1 a.m. Was this like 1 a.m. Saturday? 1 a.m. Uh, today oh today 1am this morning so Saturday yes. night yeah and what do you do when you wake up like that are you just like do you think like have you ever done that where you slept for that long you wake up and you just start getting ready for work because you think you're, it's the next day but then you I realize freaked out it's not for a, well I freaked out for a second yeah yeah so you know I, I did freak out for him for a moment so were you up all night tonight well from no, this, I woke up yeah from this morning yes of course yeah and so you haven't slept at all till when you came here Correct. And yeah, no wonder you're. No but I woke up. Like, I slept for fourteen hours. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know. I suppose. I've only been up for uh, I don't know eighteen <laughs> hours now or something. I don't know what's going. I can't even do the math. Yeah, I don't you, even know what's going on. Like I'm falling apart. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely on like apart. a different dimension today, or something. Did you try to drive here and then you almost? Like, I almost got into an accident. Like hit somebody. I almost hit somebody, and it, I was because I was having a panic attack. And then I just brought the car back because I was on my street when I almost got. So wait, were you like hallucinating? Did you take like mm. like a, a a cocktail of drugs? Like, did you think you were hitting like, you know, like like a demon or something, or was it actually a? Human? I thought I was hitting Lakitu. Remember Lakitu? <laughs> oh yeah. I had Mario Brothers up in the cloud throwing <laughs> spiny turtles down at you. I thought that I thought I need to hit him with my car. But no, it turned out it was just some lady just, in a just white some Prius. Lady. No, it wasn't, <laughs> just, it wasn't like it to at all. Just driving her Prius. Oh, no. Or was she screaming yeah. at you? Like, did she freak out? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a lady you... and a guy, apparently. And um, they were yelling, and I just, I literally just backed up. Like, I, like I just ran into the FBI after a bank robbery and just backed up, like, you know. Because like, get... I was like, if they, if they yell at me for more than five seconds, 
I will snap both of their necks. I will get out of the car like the fucking T-1000 and I'll snap both of their necks. You should necks. have done that, like foaming at the mouth, it. screaming at them, speaking in tongues. They don't know. They're yelling. They're like, oh yeah, we're yelling at a guy who almost hit us in his car. Like, they don't know like, and how close have been I am like, to the edge. Brandon, will you take care of this? And Brandon's yeah. like, I'm not going to get outside the car, mm, dear. Yeah. You know, and it would have been something like that. Yeah. I thought you were a crazy homeless person. So. Um, yeah, Jesus, Harrison, you got to... Like maybe maybe get a good night's sleep or something. Or I did. I got a good day's sleep the entire day. day. Sleep, yeah. Fourteen hours of uh, <laughs> sleep, and then and then it's like you wake up and you're like, I just wasted the weekend. You know what I think? And it then is? you just want to die. I think you need a hobby. Not that I have anything to do. <laughs> well, maybe not a hobby. You know, what I think you need to be in. I think you need to be in a club. I think you should go find a cult. I've been trying to find a cult. You should join a cult. There aren't any good cults these days. There are so many cults. I always find to be about so many them cults after, in LA. I only find out about them in, like when they've already been indicted by a grand jury. So I, it's like too late to join at that point. I wonder point. where you can find out about cults that are you know happening right now. Yeah, like, gotta, cur- current, like currently existing cults. Because it's like, you know, by the time you hear about a cult, they're already out of vogue. You know, that's how think, it is. I think a cult would give you some kind of... It's like by the what, time what you it, buy your Uggs, they're already out of fashion, right? But Isn't I think a cult happens? would give you some kind of the sense of sake? purpose or mm. raison d'etre, you know? Like you'd have a reason mm. because it's like, I'm a member of this community now mm. and, you know, we dance naked and we, mm. we smoke DMT and worship... You know, Agalach or something. You know, it's like Narlathotep. I think. Narlathotep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. I think if you had a cult that you could be a member of, maybe start one. That's a lot of work. I've though. tried a lot to of do overhead. That. Yeah, I that. don't have the. I, you, do you I have the even, charisma? I'd have to like. Yes, you do have the charisma. I do I'd have the say. charisma, but I'd have to like meet someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd need like a starting person. Yeah, I, I, I need my text. But there's What's also. What's his name? Tex Watson. Tex Watson. But I think there's, I yeah, that's Watson. the thing. I think there's also yeah. like, you need somebody who, to be your project manager, your administrator mm. that would like go out and like, you know, send out the evites and everything for the events. I couldn't see you doing the organizational aspect of the cult, but mm. I think, you know, charismatically, you got that. You could like get up there mm. and, and, you know, like speak to the masses and get people to join I've and keep it. them entertained. I the, I've often been the, un, the reluctant leader, much like Han Solo. You know, yeah, I think you could That's do the best that. Way but to yeah. be a leader, be like, look, I don't really want to be here, but I guess I'll do it. Because then people are like, all I, right, I, I, well, I, I can like see that. that. But yeah. yeah, but you need somebody to like, you know, send out the emails. I do. I need that. Yeah. But that's the one thing. I mean, you live in a city. Hmm. Where there's no shortage of cults. So many people want to join a cult. It seems like they were more in vogue back in like in the '60s, definitely in the '70s. But even back in the '20s. People were in all these like occultist cults. That was cults. really the golden age of cults in California. Like they're cult. Yep. That was the golden age, and then the sixties and seventies was the silver age, much like comic book. If you if you establish them on a timeline like comic books, that is right? true. This yeah. was the silver age. Yeah. So what would we so, be in the bronze age of cults if you started one? You Maybe. know, we're in the you know the post nineties. You know, Image Comics is making a fucking every other fucking comic book about Lovecraft meets Tesla and fights fucking, you know, Elon Musk in hell or whatever. Like, but I that, don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But back back in like the, the cults in the 20s, although I guess uh, when was Jack Parsons active? That would have been like the 50s, right? That was the 30s and the 40s. And he kind of, I mean, he was a follower of Crowley. He was. And he and L. Ron Hubbard, they had their whole like cult thing with uh, well, the Well, I mean, they were the part of the lady. Agape Oto Lodge, 
But Parsons just became the most prominent member of that lodge because he also met with success in money. So all the things took place at his like Pasadena mansion. And that's true. Yeah. Do you think uh, Tony Stark's father is based on him? No, but he looks... He looks similar. He looks a lot like him. Yeah, I think yeah. that. But, I, but he worked at JPL. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back Jack in the Parsons 20s... Jack Parsons Lab. Yeah, Parsons Lab. Jack Parsons Lab. Yeah. That's what it stands for. Yeah, JPL. Oh. I thought it was Jet Propulsion something. <laughs> he founded it. He fucking founded the fucking thing. You know? But that guy... It's secretly known as Jack Parsons Lab. But that guy was all... He was all about the occult. And they had he their was. little groups that would come over and they'd mm. have their sex parties. Mm. But I mean, the occult... Like, the occult was like a theme with a lot mm. of these cults back then. And I don't know what happened. Like, how come these don't have, like, occult... Occultists anymore, like occultist groups. Like, are there any? Yes. Where? Have, I mean, what why do you, not join do you one of those? Define occultist group. I don't know, like a group where you guys can all get together, perform rituals, dance naked in the forest. Well, the OTL is still around. I've been, I've been to one of those masses yeah. recently. You know? Are those entertaining? Like, could you join up with that? Not that entertaining. Or is it more like masses. LARPing? It seems like it'd be more like LARPing to me. I went to one. I didn't. Really, I wasn't really feeling it. Hmm. I've been to the the um, the builders of the Aditum. They're the tarot cult, tarot cult, tarot card cult that was also founded in the twenties by a guy one, who yeah. also was kicked out of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, or he might have quit. I don't forget. See, there's another great occultist yeah. cult. And they're based out of Highland Park. Huh. So. This one, this one that we're going to talk about, the Blackburn cult, hmm. is definitely one of the more bizarre. Mm. Los Angeles religious cults, mm. which is kind of says a lot because we already, I mean, we have Scientologists, mm. I guess. Do, yeah, I don't think you should join them. <laughs> Although, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe mm. you'll, uh, might do something for your career. Get on the cans. Yeah, get, get on, on the cans. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would, like, as soon as you got out of the cans, yeah. they would just be like, you have to leave now. <laughs> it's yeah. like, the whole like, thing would just start, like, going on fire. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't know if I, you, I think you would overload the cans. They're not going to really be able to like blackmail me with, yeah. the, with the shit, you know? <laughs> it's just like, so it's it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, this one, matters. though, this is a cult that mm. uh, you might have been interested in. Mm. So uh, it's known as the Blackburn cult, but the actual name was the Divine mm. Order of the Royal Arms of the Great Eleven, also known as the Great Eleven Club. Oh it was It was founded in the Bunker Hill neighborhood of downtown L.A. by Mm. 41-year-old Matilda May Otis Blackburn. She Mm. went by May. And her 24-year-old daughter here, Ruth, um, Ruth Whelan Rizzo. Um, So Ruth actually was a stripper. Mm. She was like a dancer. And I think that kind of played into uh, how how this cult became successful because Mm. she was able to uh, seduce men into investing in the cult. Oh. So this was like early 20s. Mm. People were all about like uh, religious epiphanies and uh, cultism. Blackburn and her daughter proclaimed that the angels Gabriel and Michael appeared to them mm. and declared them to be two witnesses, the, the, the two witnesses described in the book of Revelation. The mm. woman further declared that the two angels appointed them to write a divine book of knowledge and, and a revelation over the next few years. And upon publication, this would be a harbinger of imminent apocalyptic mm. events. Why can't these angels ever write their own books? You know? <laughs> they always got to like show yeah, yeah. up yeah. and be like, hey, yeah, you got to write this book. And so um, 
the book was initially to be titled The Seventh Trumpet of Gabriel, later changed to The Great Sixth Seal. Hmm. I would also reveal lost measurements that pinpointed hidden riches in oil deposits throughout the U.S. Hmm. Yeah. So Blackburn and her daughter um, became queens. In the, well, Blackburn said she was the queen mm-hmm. and her daughter was the high priestess of the cult. Uh, they began gathering followers around them, and they also began siphoning money from their disciples, as one normally does when you're in a cult. Right. You, you got to have money. That. Yeah. Uh, Ruth, the daughter here, um, I think I think I gave you, I sent you some uh, images here. Yeah. I don't know if you have a picture of them. You know, she was a dancer and an unsuccessful film actress. I don't think she was that attractive, but okay. you know, they had different standards back then. All right. Um, I don't know if you have a picture of the two of them I'll there. Pull, I'll get it. But uh, relax. she had no problem attracting men, and she had already um, shown talent for extracting money from them. Mm. And so what the first main follower of the cult was this guy named Clifford Dabney. He was mm. a nephew of an oil magnet. And uh, he turned mm. over $50,000 in cash to the Blackburn cult, which would be about, like in, the, in, in this day and age, 750 k Dang. It's a lot of money. Yeah. In return, he was promised to be among the first to see the book, the Book of Lost Measurements, ahead of the publication. That's the name of the book? Well, <clears throat> inside the Lost Measurements, mm-hmm. it was going to tell you where all the gold deposits were. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, then, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, he was like, they promised him a bit of an in here to this. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so she he was just one of her suitors, but Ruth, it, it's kind of funny. She was like a 1920s gold digger. Right. And if you think about it, Hollywood hasn't changed all that much. Um, but yeah, they uh, so they she started going around telling people the angels mm. came visit them. They're writing this book, and the book's going to have all these uh, the the pinpointed locations of uh, gold deposits, silver deposits, and oil deposits. Mm. And if you invest in the cult, we're going to help you out with that. Um, the other funny thing mm. about it, which kind of reminded me of Joseph Smith, mm. the mother, the queen, May here, said that she was the only one who would be able to, uh, who would be able to write the book and, read the, and explain the book. Even though the book was given to them by the angels, she was the only one who could actually interpret it. It kind of looks like, you know, Grey Gardens, the younger years, the, the, you know? <laughs> but a lot of people at that, that you know, from that Young, era kind of look like I guess like so. That. <laughs> But you know how, like, Joseph Smith got the gold plates and then he got the special glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm the only one that can, that can do this. She's yeah. kind of the same way. It's mm. like, yeah, the angels told me I'm the only one that can really write this book. Mm. So, you know, just uh, give me a few, uh, few thousand dollars, maybe $100,000, mm. and we'll get this working. So what she did, the initial investment, the uh, 50 grand, uh, they invested into, um, he also gave them, I guess, yeah, he gave them property. Uh, in uh, Simi Valley. Mm. And so it was in this canyon that the cult built a dozen cabins and a temple filled with furniture, including a massive gilded wooden throne for, uh, for Christ when he returned. Mm. And uh, the, the, thr- the throne sat on four hand-carved paws and was adorned with a lion's head. Mm. Um, there's a picture in one of those pictures of this guy holding the staff with a lion's head on it. Right. Um, you kind of need all this, you know, this... Uh, pomp and uh and decorations here to, 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 God, to you know make, who they for look legitimacy like? do you ever see that fucking portlandia sketch where it's like those two women who run a bookstore the bookstore yeah what was that bookstore <laughs> the lesbian bookstore yeah. <laughs> they do kind of look, look like, like that <laughs> yeah so during the day 
Mm. The cult members worked at a local tomato packing shed. <laughs> that was a job. And this is the best part. Every day, their checks, the money yeah. they made, were yep. collected by Blackburn mm. and her husband, mm. Ward Sitton Blackburn. Mm. Uh, he was known as the North Star of the World. And there's a picture mm. of him, too. He sported a long, drooping mustache and mm. had five-inch-long fingernails. Oh my! And so they would show they would show up together in a big black town car driven by their chauffeur bodyguard. Yeah, and they would mm-hmm. uh, people would just come up and give them all their money. Hmm. At night, the devotees would all gather in this uh, amphitheater, mm-hmm. and uh, they would watch the high priestesses in their long purple robes kill mules. They would just kill the donkeys. Yeah, uh, that they referred to as the jaws of death after the gruesome sacrifices. Forest rangers reported seeing all of them just dancing around the nude. Oh, my. And they would just dance all night. Mm. So that's, that's one thing that I think would be kind of enjoyable. I think that's, I think that's you got to have that. I think you have to. You know, if like you the Hari Krishnas yeah. have the Hari Hari, you know, thing, and they chant. Because if you chant and dance something long enough, you're going to get crazy. I think it's you're like integral have, to a successful cult is to have some you know, naked dancing. Yeah. And some chanting. You're going to have that you know? Galalia fucking, uh, you know, ecstatic... Yeah, that like happening. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know. So after the mm. so they, after the sacrifices, they would dance around the nude. Mm. The same site they constructed a brick oven. Jesus, look at this rat-looking motherfucker. The Is that husband? the husband? Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. the mustache. That's uh, the North Star of the world. That guy. Dear God. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you. they constructed a brick oven mm. on the property, mm. and inside this oven, they baked. Mm one of their mm. disciples. Now, not baked in, in terms of the modern meaning of that term. She didn't actually get, well, she literally was baked. Mm. Like she had some kind of blood illness, and so they just stuck her in the oven and baked her. Uh, two days later, she died. I'm thinking she probably died from being burned in the, in the, in the fucking oven, mm. which is what happens when you bake somebody. Um, Believing in Blackburn's teachings and clairvoyant powers, mm. she attracted a couple other wealthy followers. One okay. guy named William Rhodes, he was a carpenter, and his mm. wife Martha Rhodes, a real estate agent. They moved mm. to L.A. from Oregon with their beautiful adopted daughter, Willa, who they initiated into the cult as a priestess known as the Tree of Life. Mm. So everybody kind of thought Willa, beautiful daughter here, She's the tree of life. I just think it's funny how with cults, the way things work, you just kind of like accept everything as, as matter of fact. It's like, they're like, she's the tree of life. Yeah. And this is the throne that Jesus is going to sit on. And we got to go and sacrifice the mules. And you got to be cool with that. You do. Would you be able to suspend your disbelief and not be a skeptic in order to remain a port, like a member of the cult? Oh yeah. 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 See, I I mean, at this point in my life, I, I, I'd join anything. You know, I join like a fucking weird family or like a anything, you know, <laughs> something to do, something to like, you know, dull the pointlessness of being alive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it point? would give you like a sense of belonging, you know, um, like if you don't have people to share the pointlessness of being alive with, then you should just kill yourself. You I, know? I suppose. I mean, it's, yeah. it depends. I mean, uh, I, I think other people wallow in the, the pointlessness and the absurdity mm. of it all. Right. <clears throat> uh, but I think you would be a good member of this cult mm. if you were. But however, wouldn't you? Okay, even though there are all these bizarre things going on, but if people started dying and disappearing, would that dissuade you? 
Because that's the other thing. Like, they had this woman that they Depends baked. Depends on what they did. Well, this, they baked this one woman. They uh, the baked other, her? They just stuck her in an oven because she had a hot brick oven in order to cure her malady because that's what she said the angels told her would happen. She ended up dying hmm. as a result a couple days. Well, not directly from being baked. From a couple day, a couple days later, she ended up dying, probably from her injuries. Mm. Um, four other cult members were also reported to have mysteriously disappeared. I thought you meant like baked. <laughs> well, no, totally yeah, baked. not in the modern version oh, of the right. term. Okay, all right. Like literally mm. baked in a in a in an mm. oven, like a clay oven. Mm. Um, but there were four other members who mysteriously disappeared, mm. including Ruth's husband, um, who is said to have hit her. Uh, they said that uh, these people had been poisoned. Mm. So there are four other cultists who disappeared. Now, this is where, now this is the thing that Blackburn Colt's mostly known for, is, uh, is Willa, the, mm. uh, the daughter who um, was known as the Tree of Life. On Christmas Day, 1924, Willa developed a toothache and a subsequent infection from it, mm. and she died New Year's Day, 1925. I mean, back then... An you infection t- from what? From a toothache. Oh, okay. But back then, you could die from that. I mean, you could die when from that now. When did they invent penicillin? I think I had to have been like uh, before 1920, I think, right? Yeah, I thought it was like in the, ni- in the early 20s or something. She yeah, could have taken that, you know? Yeah, but like hey. my brother, my brother had like a toothache that he never did anything about. Yeah. And he finally went to the doctor because I hurt him so bad. And the doctor mm. was like, yeah, you're, you know, you could have gone septic mm. from this if you didn't come to, if you didn't see me in the next week, you probably would have died. I have a remarkably well, um, what do you call it? What, something like, uh, uh, to infection immune system yeah yeah oh you can like fight off infections yeah yeah because I've had like abscesses and stuff where it's like uh oh I'm gonna have to go to the hospital but eh, I don't want to and then it just like goes away magically and it just kind of yeah like where it's like it's big and it hurts and it's hot and it's painful and then it just like my body fixes it and goes away maybe that's like your X-Men mutation I think so I think <laughs> you could just be. like heal when yeah. you're uh, shooting drugs and like, mm. get an mm. abscess it just heals yeah it's like yeah I can keep on shooting heroin now yeah don't have to worry no, most about people, it most people they got fucking all sorts of fucking cuts I got one one scar well, from him you well, know? remember that uh, what was mm. that movie um, God, Requiem for a Dream where yeah. the guy like gets an abscess has sure. to get his arm removed oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's never happened to you no nope. <laughs> still got him thank <laughs> so Willa no. here developed a toothache this is a young tree of life girl here mm. developed a toothache got an infection she died and so uh, the Blackburns were like you know what you can't bury her because she's gonna come back to life in 1260 days so Whoa. may blackburn quickly put willa's body in the bathtub threw in some ice some spices some salt yeah, gotta, and said the tree yeah. is going to come back to life in 1260 days and so for yes yeah, so her for, name was the tree the tree okay okay so 1260 days that's like what five years almost that's four years is it four years All right, yeah. yeah four years a little less than four years yeah. so they uh, preserved her body and they, they uh, when you know the family would move, they would just move her in a mm. in a coffin, and uh, they just kind of move her around, right. like to all the different locations, hmm. and uh, yeah, and eventually though they did actually settle into a uh, a bungalow, and they they buried their daughter, um, in a coffin that the the, the father actually made himself. He built a metal lined mm. coffin. That's nice. With a trap door in the bedroom floor for visiting her quick getaways. 
and then another yeah he like he made like a trap door yeah in their in their room and they put the coffin underneath the room oh i see okay and so they could like hide there or something Hmm. um and so uh they actually had another coffin right next to willa that they Hmm. buried seven puppies that represented the seven tones of the angel gabriel's trumpet (laughs) so yeah wait a b c d e f g oh yeah okay there's only seven tones right that's right that's correct yeah thank so you each tone and if of, you don't uh, count Gabriel's flats trumpet. and sharps and what have you yeah if you, you, know? if you count yeah, the yeah, solid yeah. notes okay so you got to murder seven puppies it's also the seven tones of everyone's trumpet just so just not to be a stickler but just throwing that out there so but, i mean but yeah. it's like do you really have to kill the dogs I was cool with the cult all the way up to mm. that. It's like when you murder the puppies, I'm like, it's I'm not, done here. No, it's not a good oh, that's idea. That's not cool. You don't need to murder puppies. That's the first way to get to lose white people. Yeah, you start murdering you know? puppies, yeah. Because then the John Wick, you know, I mean, what is that? How, what, what did we even go see John Wick for if not to learn that? How upset people, white people get about dogs dying. It, it, that's exactly know? what it was. Look, what he, look what he did, yeah. Mm. So Rhodes mm. built this whole trap door in the bedroom. They had the daughter buried right mm. underneath the floor <laughs> yeah. and right next to the coffin of the puppies. And uh, it's it's funny too because after all, you know, mm. after you know the the cops get involved and they found out about the cult and the, and the murders and all that, mm. um, the the newspapers, the media was reporting that in order to transport the girl from one residence to the next, mm. they actually propped her up in the backseat of their autom- automobile. The remains were so well preserved. That passersby thought they saw a living girl in the back seat, so hmm. she was basically a mummified corpse. Wow, weekend at Bernie's kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. it, that basically is weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, what ended up happening here is uh, uh, cops ended up getting involved, and the main reason is because people were after like years of waiting for her to write this book and all this. The investors were like, you know what, we're being scammed. Yeah. So they went to the. I police. think it would be called like. Weekend at the Ninth Apostle of the Trumpet of Arzakel or something <laughs> is actually what they would call it, the movie. It's, it's pretty yeah, much yeah. what, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of how it works. So. Well, they found that the press made up the whole bit about the frozen body being moved around. Mm. That, was, uh, that was some fake news. Mm. And fake news is even existing. Back. Didn't uh, Hearst develop fake news? That wasn't he like the... Fake uh, news has always been around. It's always. always been around, yeah. Jack the Ripper, the Dear Boss letters, yep. fake news. It's all fake news. It all goes back to everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, Willa was preserved on Tacitus, ice. Tacitus, Suetonius of ancient Rome. You know? <laughs> that was fake news? Yep. So uh, Willa, though, mm. uh, before they had buried her, she'd been preserved on ice for 14 months. Mm. So over a year. And then she was interred beneath the floor at this Venice house. Mm. But it took 600 pounds of ice a week to preserve her body. Okay. Um, she was only mm. transported once in the car. But the whole thing about her being, like, propped up and driven around town, that's kind of fake news. Mm. Um, that, that never actually happened. So what ended up happening, though, to the, uh, the Blackburns and what ended up hap- causing the cult to, uh, to dissolve, what led to the dissolution of the cult, uh-huh. is that one of, the, one of the, the embezzlement victims, I think this was Dabney, uh, he said he went to the cops and was just like, I'm being embezzled and extorted for $50,000. These girls took my money. You got to look into this. And so then the cops were like, there's something going on here. 
And so um, the foster parents, Mr. William, William Rhodes, uh, were witnesses, and they uh, actually had the officers come over here, and they unearthed the casket contained the girl's body. It's a picture of that, too. And then right next to it were, like, the bodies of seven dogs in the other casket. Hmm. Um, they went around, and they kind of... Uh, uh, the, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the Blackburn followers, some of them were losing their patience. Because I guess, like, I mean, they had, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars of people invested in this. And so, yeah, they found the mummified body of Willow Rhodes. Um, but they, could, they actually could not determine that Willow had died from anything other than natural causes. So there was no crime really there. I mean, you don't have to bury. It's not like they, they abused a corpse. They just right. buried her in their house. Like, yeah. you, can you do that? Like, could you? I think you have to get special permission to do that. To bury someone in your backyard? Yes. Maybe not in 1920, though. Because isn't that how it, went, how, how it happened back then? I think you still had to do something or else you could have just murdered people left and right you know yeah, I guess and nobody would like, well i mean that's yeah. the thing her daughter's yeah. dead like some they, there has to be like right. a death certificate yeah yeah you need you that know? that's the thing you need um prosecutors also could not substantiate the allegations of a cult mm. member's death from being baked in the oven oh so you know they're trying to build this case against them but nevertheless mm. 1930 may blackburn was convicted on eight of 15 counts of grand theft all right. So she remained out of jail on bail pending appeals. In 1931, the California Supreme Court actually threw out the conviction, hmm. ruling that evidence used in her conviction, uh, though, I mean, demonstrated unconventional and weird religious practices, hmm. failed to establish that she did not seriously believe in her promises and her pronouncements. Hmm. And that she, you know, she wasn't taking this money out maliciously from her. She actually believed that the angel spoke to her. So, based on religious freedom, which is protected in the U.S. Constitution, they found that her case was an encroachment, and uh, they, they ended up throwing out, dropping all charges. Hmm. So, yeah. So, as a result, Blackburn was completely exonerated. But I think the publicity and the scandal surrounding the case caused all the followers just to be like, yeah, we're done with this cult. Okay. You know? Um, in 1936, though, she finally did publish a book. She didn't publish the book with the uh, the map to all the locations of uh, that the angels told her where you know where all the the gold is buried, um, but she published a book called The Origin of God, hmm. which uh, I looked for I couldn't find it, but apparently uh, she knows the origin of God. Hmm. Uh, she died in Los Angeles in 1951. Yeah, it's not around anymore, huh? Yeah, you can't really find it. <clears throat> but yeah, so it's just one of those weird weird cases here hmm. where. Uh, I mean, I was, I was kind of amazed that the Supreme Court at that time would just be like, yeah, you know, it's religious freedom. I wonder if they would do that. I wonder if they would be as tolerant today over a cult like this. Like, I, you'd think, like, you look at, like, uh, like you know, the uh, uh, Koresh's cult. Yeah. Like, they crack down on that guy. Yeah, they only, like, you know, they keep passing, try to pass these, like, Religious Freedom Act laws. Which basically the only per it's just for Christians. It's just for Christians because they're like Christians are being persecuted because they have to make yeah, wedding cakes for homosexuals, you know. And they're like <laughs> literally, that's the only thing it protects, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't it, think any other kind of cult. Like if you're like yeah. a, a, a if Satanist, you're like a Christian who owns a diner, it allows you to fire a gay waitress. Literally, that's all these laws do. Yeah, you I know, think that's so, pretty much the only reason yeah. for them these yeah. days. The Freedom of Religion Act. Yeah, it's that's like what the freedom, the freedom for us to be yeah. uh, <laughs> prejudiced, mm. you know, mm. <laughs> and not have to bake a cake for your gay marriage. Right. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, yeah. So I wonder if uh, L.A. will have another cult renaissance again. Do you think? Uh, I hope I don't so. Know. I, ho- I feel like we kind of missed it. Um, well, I mean, we missed it in the 70s. I mean, we cults were a rage yeah, we back then. The, what is the canyon? Laurel Canyon. Yeah, Laurel Canyon. You but know? these things, t- to me, tend to be cyclical. So I think, you know, who knows? There might be cults in this city that we don't even know about. Maybe. Yeah, you, know, you never know. I mean, it, it it might be possible that like cults in the internet age aren't going to be what they used to be, you know? Yeah, and I I just kind of picture just like a group of fucking virgins just hanging out playing Magic the Gathering. Look, I do listen. Well, first of all, you're thinking in terms of outdated paradigms, D. People who play Magic the Gathering are no longer virgins, as you well know. Oh, yeah, I guess okay? that's true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. You're like Conan O'Brien. Every now and then you throw in these 90s tropes, and I have to that remind is true. you they don't exist wait, anymore. Wait, what do the virgins play these days? I think they just shoot up, like, malls or something. I don't think they right. play anything. Okay, there's going to be a group of incels yeah, <laughs> that just yeah. all hang out online, yeah, yeah. and they join their, like, yeah, uh, yeah their, their misogynist mm. cult or something. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that lady on YouTube who talks. I, I forget. I listen to her That's the lady on like YouTube her. who talks. Yeah. It's it, a couple. It's like Isad or Iraya or something. She's oh, like She a, might be, yeah. She's good. I like her. I, she, if, if she had like did a... She, is she going to start a cult? If she was local and had like a, a compound, I'd be like, I'd go. <laughs> I'd go do it. I'd be like, who do you want me to kill for you? I think I'll that's what it. you need. Yeah. That will give you some purpose and sense of meaning. Yeah. You need a cult. Hmm. Anyway, maybe everyone needs a cult. Yeah. Uh, People's mm. episode 721 here is sick and wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, mm. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hello, sick and wrong patrons. In case you haven't noticed, and judging by the numbers you haven't, sick and wrong has their very own Patreon page, where you can find outtakes, extra stories, extra phone calls, and a whole lot more. These guys are putting out at least another hour to a week of additional content. To put it in perspective, here are some things that are more expensive than a $5 a month membership on Patreon. A pack of smokes. A value meal at any drive-thru. One $6 whore. Three $2 whores. A $10 crack rock. A six-pack of beer. A beer at pretty much any club. One movie ticket. Two joints. And two gallons of petrol. Hell, when you break it up, it costs less than 17 cents a day, and that's cheaper than feeding a starving African child. So sign up and help these Jews continue to craft the fine podcast we all enjoy so much today. So the first story we have here uh, came in from Matt. Hmm. Matt didn't write anything, he just sent the story in. Uh, but it's a great story. Gruesome details emerge in death of missing Michigan man. Okay. A Michigan man has been arraigned in the murder and mutilation of a 25-year-old man who was found dead on December 28th. Her name is Teal Swan, by the way. Teal Swan. Teal Swan. Teal Swan. She's great. I love is her. Is it T-E-A-L? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Teal Swan. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon's body was found hanging from the ceiling, naked, in Mark Latunsky's home. Kevin Bacon? That's what I thought at first. Okay. But it's not the famous actor from movies such as oh. Footloose and Animal House. It's not. It's another guy who, who shares Kevin the same Bacon name. Kevin Bacon was in Animal House? He was. Was he one of the, uh, like, 
He's uh, one of the jocks. Aryan guys? Okay, yeah, yeah. Remember? Right. And he would, like, get right. paddled. Oh, was he the ROTC guy? Yeah, Chip, okay, okay. Chip Diller, I think. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, right. I, I, remember. I looked it up earlier. Yeah. I forgot that he was in Animal House. Yeah, um, yeah he was also in Footloose. Mm. Who played the priest in Footloose? You remember the, the you know, I've dad? I've never seen Footloose. You've never seen Footloose? Nope. That's a great movie. Yeah, I never I forget. Had any it was, no, it's Robert Duvall. That's who played him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Latunsky who owned the house, uh, is 50 years old, was, was arraigned on December 30th on one count of open murder and one count of mutilation of a dead body. Hmm. He admitted to killing Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I can't yeah. just say Bacon, I gotta say Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, by stabbing him with a knife in the back one time, then slitting his throat. Hmm. Lotunsky then told authorities that he hung Bacon from the ceiling's rafters by tying a rope around his ankles. Almost like, uh, don't they do that with like deer? Yeah. And they kill a deer and they gut a deer, they hang mm-hmm. him from the ceiling. That's actually the way that that guy that I shared a Comic-Con table with killed his girlfriend. He hung her up like a... Uh, yeah, but and drained he, her blood. He just drained her blood. Yeah. Wow. Well, just like the serial killer in his stupid graphic novel. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to be a... <laughs> um, Latunsky also allegedly admitted to cutting off Kevin Bacon's testicles with a knife and eating them. Mm. You think, why would he admit to doing that? Um, the other thing is, do you think he ate them raw? He ate them with fava beans, which was eaten by <laughs> Anthony nice Hopkins candy. in Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> which starred uh, Jodie Foster, who was in something with Kevin Bacon. Was she in Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon? Yes. Possibly, yes. yeah. Yes. Wow. There Six you go. degrees. Yeah. Thank separation you. That's right. from Kevin Bacon's testicles. Yeah. Right there. Um, on the day of his arraignment, Latunsky did not appear in court. Instead, he was actually arraigned on video. Mm. And in the, in the video, he started getting a little cuckoo bananas over here. Mm-hmm. He, said he, his, he said he was not Mark Latunsky. And they're like, yes, you are. And he's like, no, my name is Edgar Thomas Hill. Mm. And I was born to nobility in Wales, England. Mm. Do you see a picture of this guy? I think it's the kilt killer picture. All right. He's got like a huge beard. He looks like some kind of weird mountain man. All right. And uh, the other guy just kind of looks like a... Incel know, like weirdo. A twink. Yeah. yeah. A twink. No, the guy that he murdered. The bald guy? Yeah. He's... Uh, okay. Oh, is he bald? Yeah. I thought he had like pink hair or something. He has pink hair, but it's like almost no hair. Maybe that you picture, know? but he looks okay. kind of twinky. Well, uh, kind of right. a fat twink. Yeah. Michigan twink. He looks okay. like a Michigan twink. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll buy a Flint that. Michigan twink. <laughs> He's the, his eyes are so far apart. I, you know, I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even think he qualifies as a Michigan, <laughs> Michigan twink. twink. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe what, that's I don't what, know what this guy's into. You're going to pal, but my God, <laughs> nightmarish. So the uh, the police mm. were the judge who was arraigning him was like, no, you. He's mm. like, I'm just going to ignore you, and mm. I'm going to continue with the arraignment here. Uh, the police have definitely identified who he is. They've dealt with him in the past, and this is the same person they arrested on site. He has not left their custody at all. Uh, Latunsky made more odd claims, other than the fact that he was nobility. You know, he's from a noble family in, in Wales, England. This guy kind of looks like if, if William E. Jones let himself go a little bit. Yeah, he does, does. kind of look like... Uh, yeah, yeah. It just started getting like, kind of yeah. like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he looks like some kind of weird mountain man. Yeah. Like, hills have mm. eyes, kind of. Um, I guess the suspect is fixated on a conspiracy theory involving multiple nations and multiple trust accounts. 
So he's kind of like mm. all wrapped up in the whole like Rothschild banking mm. conspiracies. And he feels that he's a noble person from the Thomas clan of Wales. I'm thinking this guy is trying to, uh, you know, mm. basically uh, uh, claim mental illness here. Mm. Um, because he's saying he's incompetent to stand trial, but they're waiting for the results of his mental competency test. And if he is competent, then the trial will continue. Mm. So here's what happened. Kevin Bacon's roommate, would you think Kevin Bacon would have a roommate? I thought he was a married man. Mm. Michelle Myers. He's Kevin, married to who? Uh, Kyra Sedgwick, right? That's who Bacon's Kira Sedgwick, to? yeah. And they've been married since like 1984 or something. I had no way. Yes. Really? They've been married like... How many kids do they have? They have a bunch of kids, wow. several kids. Uh, Bacon's roommate, mm. Michelle Myers, told police that Bacon went to meet mm. Latunsky on December 24th after connecting him with Grinder. Mm. So he's just getting a Christmas Eve blowjob. Why not? Mm. You know? A lot of people are into that. His family reported him missing on December 25th. He never showed back up for Christmas. Uh, this isn't the first time Latunsky's had a run in with law enforcement. Latunsky's neighbor, Heads, uh, Michael Park said he has seen odd behavior there several times. Hmm. Police responded to an incident just this past November when a 29-year-old man wearing nothing but a leather kilt with blood all over his face ran from Latunsky's home screaming. Hmm. However, the man didn't want to press any charges. Hmm. So that's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. You'd think they'd keep tabs on him after that, though. Yeah. You, know, you got a guy in a bloody, you know, bloody face and a kilt running out screaming. Usually it doesn't matter if they don't want to press charges. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't think, want to press charges when, you know, I got stabbed, but they didn't care. But I also just, think it's kind of one of those yeah. things in rural Michigan where they're like, yeah, yeah we're going to ignore this one. I don't yeah. know if we want to deal with this. Mm. But you'd think you'd be like, I mean, that's kind of, isn't that how mm. it happens in like every movie? You know, it's like, or even like the, like Dahmer's case. It's like when you see someone like running out trying to escape you know, from someone's house, mm. there's probably something nefarious going on there. Yeah. But the cops are like, ah, don't worry about it. Isolated incident. Well, they know. Look what happened. Right. Um, Latunsky's estranged husband, Jamie Arnold, spoke out after he found out about mm. Kevin Bacon's death. He said that uh, he became a target on social media after the incident, even though he left Latunsky months ago. He's being accused of being an accomplice of the murder of uh, Kevin Bacon. He said, I had to get out of that relationship. I knew it was a dangerous situation for me to be in. I'm amazed that this guy had a husband. You yeah. know, it's like, but then again, I mean, you have no idea. He could be Everybody's in some weird S&M shit. Yeah. I guess. Um, so one person who's completely dismayed by the murder and has been mm. tweeting about it is Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star, one of our favorite MySpace celebrities. Remember that guy? No. Who's you don't, Jeffree Star? No. Oh, my Where's God. Where have you been? I, under a rock? I don't know who you're talking about. Am I supposed to know who that is? I don't know if he was mm. trans or what. Yeah, do a search for Jeffree Star. It's J-E-F-R-E-E, like Jeffree. But this guy was like MySpace not two famous. Fs. There's not two Fs? Two Fs, yeah. Um, oh, two. Okay, okay. Yeah. But it's Jeffrey, yeah. like R E star. This guy, I'm sure you've seen this guy. He was he was incredibly famous in the mid aughts because he be he was like one of the first MySpace celebs. Never seen him. Yeah, mm. and I don't know if he is trans or what, but apparently Kevin Bacon mm. had several Jeffrey Star tattoos. That's oh how famous my. this guy is. Wow. And uh, 
he said he saw it on Facebook, noticed the tattoos, and he, he wanted everybody to donate to his GoFundMe. Hmm. Um, even Kevin Bacon, hmm. actor Kevin Bacon, from Footloose and Animal House, posted his condolences about his death due to the similarities in the name. And uh, he donated money. This is like a math GoFundMe. problem. I don't understand this shit at all. All right? <laughs> I don't get it. What, Kevin Bacon? None of this story. It's all so confusing. It is. It's, it's like, well, the real Kevin Bacon, da, 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 da. You know, like, what? I just think it's funny, like, uh, the actor Kevin Bacon is just, just because we should. There, there must be a lot of people named Kevin Bacon. Mm. You know, that's, it has to be a fairly common name. Yeah, probably. You know? Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's a GoFundMe out there for this guy. Um, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think anyone deserves to go like that. Have mm. your balls eaten. Mm. That's got to be a terrible way to die. Mm. Well, at least he was dead by that point. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't think he was living, but who knows? Maybe he was. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? All right. Ba 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 ba. Art professor allegedly used a fire poker to nearby, nearly beat colleague and supposed supposed crush. I'm sorry. This is just not going well. I don't well care here. anymore. All it's right. already gone to hell. To death day before Christmas. Death day before Christmas. <laughs> Remember death right. day? Death what did day. you do on death day? Oh, I love death day. Yeah, God. yeah. It's my yeah, favorite so holiday much fun. of the year. I got a um, bottle of wine. Take a nice I'm, you know what? I, I, warm shower. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like talking to people on the live stream, talking to people on the Discord. I don't even know, you know, I can't even keep trying. Yeah, the Discord, that's yeah, our new thing. That's a thing. I haven't been on that yet. Yeah, it's a whole thing now. Are right? people like signed up on the Discord? Yeah, there's people on there. All right, join um, up on the Discord. Yeah, so anyway, all right. <clears throat> so a, <laughs> a professor at a prestigious Massachusetts liberal arts college is accused of clubbing another faculty member with a fire poker in a vicious attack in the early hours of Christmas Eve. Where were they going clubbing? Are you, are you serious? Fucking <laughs> 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 asshole. I'll disregard that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Great. All right. So, um, who are you, Ed Asner? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, Rihashiyangi, a professor at Mount Holyoke College in South Hadley, gifted where's that it's in massachusetts it's um, near uh it's one of the seven sisters colleges oh is it an all-female school yeah it is okay like it's uh in, what's that other one there's like yeah there's seven of them smith right? yeah smith college it's one of the scooby-doo colleges oh. in amherst massachusetts there's a bunch of colleges and they're uh all, supposedly, all of the characters on Scooby-Doo are modeled after one of the... So I, I think Mount Holyoke is actually Daphne, and Smith College is, is What Velma. does Daphne have to do with uh, Holyoke? Like, I don't know. It? I don't know. But the, like the, the, the ethos of the school, or like the joie vie, or whatever the fuck, of the school <laughs> is that, you know, that character, right? Wow. So Smith College is like Velma-type lesbians, right? Did the... And then... Hampshire College, which is like the hippie school, you don't get grades and everybody drops out, is shaggy. 
Okay. Oh. Fred is like, I don't know which one it was, but it's like the, the Aryan guy. College. Did Hanna-Barbera go to those schools? Or This is a, just a guys? rumor that they're based on those things. Ah. There's no, no verifiable information that that's true. I think Hampshire College, is, I know several people who went to Hampshire College. I only met one who ever graduated. Almost everyone who goes, goes there drops out. Uh, but it's actually, I think it's actually going out of business or you something. Know, Wackerly went to grad school for like a year in Amherst. Mm. So he might have gone to the... There's a uh, lot of colleges no, in Amherst. I thought he went yeah. to like the all-female school. There's also um, a very short run in the early Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get their fucking ass kicked by the shredder. And so they have to leave New York and they go to Amherst, which is a weird little college it's like a college town, you know, and they live in a barn and then they put on disguises and just go to record stores for like three issues and that's it. Oh, they're, they're just, just like hanging around and they're going to record stores and like buying records. What kind of disguises would they wear? I mean, you know, they wear like a, like a hat and what a about trench their coat. Trench coat. A trench coat covers a shell. Yeah. With their hat. Like a hat, you know, so they don't look too weird. Like a winter hat they wear. You I know? guess. Or, or a fedora. It's the 90s. There's a lot of body modification going on. If you go into record stores in the late 80s in a college so which, town, you'll be all right. Which school is so. Scrappy-Doo based on? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. He <laughs> the, was the community college? He's the cousin Oliver of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you know? He was not a good... He jumped the shark when Scrappy came along. That's right. That's right. So anyway... Um, uh, so this professor uh, gifted a colleague a poinsettia before brutally beating her hours, hours later with a fire poker at a rural Massachusetts home. Well, that's quite a reversal there. That is, yeah. Man, so. gives her a poinsettia, next thing you know, bashes yep. her face in uh -huh. with a fire poker. So, um, the 48-year-old has been charged with attempted murder of a person over 60. Apparently, mm. that's a thing. That's a crime? Yeah. Is that worse than a person over yep. 40? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, mayhem and multiple counts of assault. So, hmm. mm -hmm. all right. State troopers received a phone call from an address in the town of Leverett at night uh, regarding a possible home invasion and assault. When authorities arrived, they found Hashinyagi lying beside the home's occupant who was suffering from multiple broken bones as well as puncture wounds. So Hashiyanagi, who identified herself as the person who made the call, said she had stopped by her colleague's home when she discovered the woman was barely breathing, having been attacked by an unknown perpetrator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she said she'd seen her coworker twice earlier that day, once at her home to drop off the poinsettia plant. Aren't poinsettias poisonous or something? Poinsettia? That, those are like the Christmas plants, right? Oh, to cats they are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um... And then later on at their college campus, about 15 minutes away, the Japanese academic claimed their coworker was a friend awaiting a cancer diagnosis and that she'd previously delivered a Christmas floral arrangement to cheer her up. All right, well, that, that, yeah. that sounds credible. I could see sure. that. Um, however, the 60-year-old uh, woman implicated Hashinyagi as her assailant. And how did she do that if she was like... I mean, was she incapacitated? I mean, she had broken bones and puncture wounds. And puncture but, wounds. Yeah. But she still was, she like, it was her. It says later implicated. Oh, later. Yeah. Okay, all right. So it was uh, in the uh, hospital gurney. 
As she laid strapped to the hospital gurney, with her eyes bruised and swollen shut, she told detectives that Hashinyagi unexpectedly emerged from the darkness outside her home on the night of the attack. When the woman invited her co-worker inside, Hashinyagi sprung from the shadows. Wait, like a ninja? Yeah. She was like in the shadows and just racist. emerged. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds yeah. very racist. <laughs> That's because she's Japanese. Because apparently she emerged from the darkness and then sprung from the shadows. Okay, I'm confused. She, did she knock on the door? Or did she do one of those things where she like in keeping with put the, the poinsettia down, knock the door, and then just sort of like smoke bombed in yeah, from she the darkness? Yeah, smoke bombed in, yeah. <laughs> Um, when the <laughs> what'd she puncture with ninja stars hit her on the back with something hard hmm. after landing on the floor Probably inside her shots. home the woman told Hashinyagi assaulted her with a barrage of punches to her head pummeled her with rocks this and is also, like the movie Kill Bill yeah and also used a pair of garden shears in the berserk attack <laughs> wow yeah so wait out of nowhere she hmm. appears she Smashes her head in with a rock, pummels mm. her with punches while she's on the ground, yes. and then gets garden shears? Yeah. Man. Everything. Just yeah. every possible thing. Wow. Berserker. Yeah. When the woman asked Hashinyagi why she was hurting her, the, co- the professor replied that she loved her for many years and she should have known. She, oh, okay. So this is unrequited love this yeah. is a crush yeah that she had on this woman for uh-huh. years yeah and so she's like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna kill her yeah wow okay on christmas too mm-hmm. nice the victim told police she then lied falsely confessing her love for hashinyagi hasha yanagi sorry hashi yanagi in an attempt to save her life because sure uh at which point uh, yeah, the art professor the momentarily calmed down but then Hashiyanagi allegedly clubbed her supposed crush with a fire poker. So you Wait, can't win. So she confessed. She's like, I've always loved you. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. She just takes a fire co- poker and just smacks her. Yep. Wow. Uh, but then apparently the victim convinced Hashiyanagi to dial 911. The woman who police said was terrified, Hashiyanagi would try to burn down her home or attack her again, initially didn't tell medical responders who assaulted her. Her injuries weren't deemed life-threatening, police said. The victim told law enforcement that Hashiyanagi also claimed she'd commit suicide if she went to jail in the aftermath. Oh, man, this is like some uh, fatal attraction type shit. Did she ever give her a dead rabbit? I don't think so. But, um... A dead poinsettia. She got arrested, um, and then she allegedly was in possession of the woman's cell phone, glasses, and her keys... So wait, so when uh, the, the police came, they put mm. her on the gurney. She convinced her to like that I love you or whatever. Mm. She's going to the hospital and she was just like, it was her. Yeah. That bitch is crazy. Yeah. And then they found her because she didn't go uh, with her oh, to the and hospital. She's, yeah. she's, did she stay at her house? I don't know where she was. It doesn't wow. say. Why did she like just like dissipate into thin air? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. Spring back into the shadows. Back into the shadows. Yeah. Creature of the night. Uh-huh. Um, stealth assassin. Like one of those stealth games. Yeah, you know, like... Where uh, you can just like, I'm in the shadow, you can't see me. Ah! You well, know. I, I love that game. It yeah. was uh, it was PS4 Tenchu. Did you ever oh, play that, that ninja game? great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it, yeah. But it was like the worst game to have to watch. it was a PS2 some, game, actually. Was it PS2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to, to watch people play, it yeah. was the most boring thing. Yeah, because you got to like wait for guys <laughs> you gotta to go You got to wait for the guy yeah. to walk and then That is the problem with stealth games, inherently, yeah. I did love that game, though. 
So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, so they arrested her. Despite her supposed crush on her co-worker, Hashi Yanagi had previously admitted to police to being in a deteriorating relationship with a male martial arts instructor. <laughs> That's where she learned to attack like that. That is where, yeah. Wow. Um... Is it possible to be in a relationship with a male martial arts instructor that's not deteriorating? Like, <laughs> is that even a thing you can do? Rex Kwando. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, she told police she was visiting, he was visiting family out of state at the time of the alleged assault. So he came back to town and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, Christian Feuerstein, a spokesperson for Mount Holyoke College, uh, confirmed that Hashiyanagi has been placed on administrative leave and is banned from the campus. Um, Wouldn't that be great if that was your teacher? I I wish I had a teacher that went insane like that. Well, there was another teacher, though, that was injured. No, there was another teacher that was injured. And she was probably beloved, like a beloved like old lady, you know? Yeah. So, um, elder faculty member Hashi Yanagi is originally from Sapporo, Japan. Uh, she attended high school in rural Kansas, uh, fine arts degree, blah blah blah. Where'd uh, she go to ninjutsu college? It doesn't say. Maybe she probably learned that from her martial arts husband. Yeah, I think the you know, the uh, Hampshire College, uh, you know, liberal arts school of ninjutsu. <laughs> which you could minor in while well, you major in beauty and sadness because you make your own major there. So I can see that. That's actually what my friend Jarrett majored in. Was it? Beauty, and, beauty sadness. and sadness. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's such a prolific it was, author. It was Gallatin, NYU. You can major in anything, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pre- uh, she taught at New York's Alfred University. She specialized in installation performance art and achieved uh, some notoriety as like, uh, what was it that she achieved notoriety as? Oh, the bamboo maker, or bamboo yeah. paper. Bamboo paper. Yeah. Yeah, projects. Well, that's what you write your ninja scrolls on. Yeah. So. That's how it works. You know what's weird? I've been finding these like origami birds all over my apartment. That's weird. Yeah, no? Yeah, I wonder who put them there. I don't know. You just you wake up and you find them in different spaces. I find them in places, but it's like I don't know. They could. Did you unwrap and see if there's a message? No, there could be a message. There could be a message. There could be. But it's like I don't. They could have been there for a year, for all I know. I don't like. I'm not a. You know. I don't look at stuff that clearly or that closely. So I thought that's what like the yakuza do when they're gonna kill you, like like a a little origami thing. I don't think I did anything to piss them off. You know know what? The other day I was watching. You ever see that movie, The Last Dragon? Mm. Is that the one where it's like I am the last one, like the one with Sean Connery? No, it's it's like a black martial arts movie. Oh, and there's like the Shogun of Harlem. You know what? I have seen that ages ago. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that Mm. the other day. And uh, it's a great movie. I, I fully, I highly mm. recommend it. It's called The Last Dragon. It's like mm. 1984, 85. Yeah. But there is a, a Vanity. You were Prince's like, what, she was like his muse, Vanity. You know, no, I don't remember. Sex Shooter. You never heard that song? Sex Shooter. No. She wouldn't love you. Anyway, no. Vanity. She was a pop mm. star then. She's in, the, she's in that movie. She's probably, well, actually, William H. Macy's in it, too. He's really young. Mm. But Vanity's probably the most famous person in the movie. And she hosts a solid gold-type dance show. Oh, wow. Where everyone's just dancing. 
Whatever happened to those shows? Like, why don't we have those anymore? Why would we have them? <clears throat> why not, though? The last time, the last thing we had that was like that was what? The Grind with, with, with whatever his oh, name was? On MTV. Yeah, Eric, yeah. whatever, that guy who was like <laughs> dumber than a bag of hammers. And it was just... What was that guy's name? I just never understood. I remember as a kid, I was entertained yeah. by it. I mean, there was yeah. like Soul Train. Soul Train there was, was great. There was yeah. Solid Gold. And then there was Dick Clark's... Oh, that's where it all what, started. What was it? American Bandstand. American Bandstand. American Bandstand was the first one. Well, the best ones were the ones in the UK, because they're always the ones that you see the live performances of all those uh, awesome bands. Oh, yeah, those bands would you play. Like The Move playing... Yeah, uh, the, the Move uh, would play. And, the uh, Words of Aaron... You know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was great. cool. Yeah, I kind of think those should come back because think of the, the gray, old gray whistle or something. It's called the the Is UK, that the UK one? one. Yeah, the old I've gray seen, whistle. I've seen clips on YouTube. Yeah, but I mean, think That's of the overhead. One. It'd be cheaper than doing a reality show. It's just like you get a bunch of people come into a room and dance. That's true. You know? Yeah, I guess that is true. I want to bring those back. We should make a sick and wrong dance show. We should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The God. worst of Soul Train. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the worst. So. The, yeah. yeah. Beauty and Sadness, the Sick and Wrong Dance Show. Bamboo Papermaker. Bamboo was Papermaker. Her. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's what she was notori notori notorious for. Uh, in this age of craziness and fascination with newness, we should appreciate that as time goes by, something old becomes something beautiful and graceful, she said in an interview in 2011. <laughs> I find that very inspiring. Paper is one of the rare objects that gains beauty over time. Yeah, I guess. It's like fucking if Yoko Ono beat the fuck out of you with like a fucking crowbar. Her art, inspired by ancient Chinese thinkers, haiku poets, and contemporary Japanese authors, often dissected cultural stereotypes, racism, feminist attitudes and focus on the absurd conflicts among urges, necessities, and mortality. Huh. Uh, Brigham Young University in Utah once described her performance art as physically violent and startling. Wait, so she, wait, she made paper, mm. she was yeah. an artist, and she did performance art. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. she is like Yoko Ono. Yeah, although to be fair, like people at Brigham Young University probably find like, you know, Enya startling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, during one of her shows in 2001, she supposedly draped herself in a kimono, wore white makeup and a wig, and continuously... She dressed up as a geisha, like in white makeup and yeah. a wig. And what'd she do? <laughs> <laughs> she continuously somersaulted for nearly an hour. <laughs> And, every, and the crowd was like, this is brilliant. Number nine, number nine, number nine. She is Yoko yeah, Ono. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yoko Ono wish, wishes. No, yeah, I don't right, know. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's about the same. Yeah. Uh, a year earlier, the eccentric artist donned a suit and report, repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get through this. He will make it through the story. <laughs> I think everyone's having so a manic episode. I'm so glad I didn't episode. read this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> she donned a suit and repeatedly ran into a wall in public. <laughs> His chair just fell over. <laughs> Wait, what suit? What suit did she wear? Did they I say think like a man's suit? A or man's something. suit. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so she's being held without bail. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, yeah. I don't think she can be held. No. No. <laughs> no, she <can't. laughs> She's going to disappear in the night. Wow. Oh, my God. I okay. hope she's been leaving the origami yeah. notes for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. It's a ninja story. Mm. Uh, people send your story. Podcast at gmail.com. If the mm. phone calls come up next, you can call the Sigrun hotline anytime. doesn't matter. You can call it you know, in the middle of the night, in the morning, while you're at work. Um, while you're relieving yourself, 323-522-4032 is that number. Before we get to our calls, though, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve. What do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving? you got a raging boner that won't go away, and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course. You buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, build a pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to adamandeve.com and type in the code diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E That's what Grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, The first call is uh, from Pearl. We love Pearl. Uh, She calls in about uh, getting high for the first time. Okay. Do you remember your first time getting high? I do. Yeah, same with me. Mm. I remember, it, like, I remember it didn't work, or it, well, it worked. I just didn't realize it worked mm. until like hours later. Like, I was, pro- I think it was the summer before my sophomore year of high school. We were at a friend's house, mm. and his parents were were gone. And like, I remember being like really nervous about it because I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, this is like my friend Kessler. When we were like freshmen in high school, we had we had a couple friends that were older that would smoke weed, and he was like, "Dude, promise me you'll never do that." And then, like, I don't know, it was, mm. like, maybe, like, six months later, he was already smoking weed. And then, like, two years after that, dude was already doing heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gateway drug. Mm. But anyway, we were at a friend's house. We smoked it. And I remember smoking, like, I don't know, I probably took, like, at least ten hits. I'm like, this this sucks. I don't even feel anything. And then, like, I don't know, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes later, I got lost in the guy's basement. It was my friend's house, and I'd been there a million times, but I was like, I couldn't figure out how to get out of the basement. I think the first time I did, I barely felt it. Yeah, for some reason. Like, but did it hit shitty. you later? Or you no, just didn't? I think it was just oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, here's right. Pearl getting high for the first time. Hi there, daddies. It's Pearl. I see you finally noticed me on the Patreon. I've been lurking for a little bit. Having a lot of fun listening to extra content and all the fun stuff. And I love her comments. Sure you saw my com- She's a regular on the uh, Discord too now. So. Yeah, mm. you know she uh, she pointed out. I think it was like an outtake I had with Steel or something. I totally farted. Mm. Didn't even know I farted. Mm. <laughs> Didn't even know that she was yeah. like. Mm. She put out the exact timestamp. She's yeah. like, you know, twenty seven minutes and thirty two seconds. Yeah. D farts. Yeah. And I was like, I went back and, li- yeah. and listened to it. And I'm like, wow, I totally did. Mm. I'm like an old man now. Yeah. They just slip out hmm. uncontrollably. Comment D, you in those glasses, 100% fuckable. Anyway, Ooh, I wanted to share nice. my first time getting high. I had my first 
time with marijuana about a week ago, maybe? Anyway, my mom picked... Because remember, she's a virgin, right? Was she a virgin? Yeah. How old? She's 21, right? Yes. And she just got high for the first time? Yeah. She's 23, actually. I thought kids these days smoke weed when they're like 14. I think like kids, 12. No, I think kids these days are actually like pretty conservative for the most part. Wow, really? Yeah. I don't Even know. Even with weed? I thought weed is just pervasive. Especially now it's like legalized. No. I huh. think they're more likely to fucking smoke jewels than they are weed. Wow. Like I don't know. I, this is why, you know. I know they don't. Like, uh, uh, mm. you know, my girlfriend, like she was saying, I was asking her about, uh, she went to mm. high school in the 90s. And I was like, mm. so, or not 90s, 2000s. But I was mm. like, did you, I was like, did you smoke, mm. uh, did kids smoke cigarettes? And she's mm. like, no way. No mm. one smoked. Mm. Like smoking cigarettes was just like mm. worse than like fucking doing PCP. Mm. But I mean, when you were in high school, didn't everyone smoke cigarettes? Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like, I think it was, it was weird not to smoke cigarettes back then. Yes, it was. You know? Yeah. So, because I didn't start smoking until I was like 17, which was odd. And that's what, I think that's when, yeah. yeah so. I didn't start smoking until I was like 17. Yeah. I, I would smoke every now and then, but I didn't mm -hmm. start buying packs until I was about right. 17. Yeah. She's CBD stuff for her digestive problems, and she's looking for a store that was more local. And there's this one that's like a five minute walk from my house. And she wanted me to go with her because she knows I've been wanting to try for a bit. I never did it because I no one to try it with. So then she goes and we go to the bank, we get some cash, we go to the store, and I pick out these little gummies. They're not not a lot, five milligram gummies. And I uh, took them home. And no, wait a minute for a second. Is this just CBD she's talking about, or is this fucking I actual? I thought she was talking about weed, but maybe she is talking about CBD well, cause, gummies. Well, because like sometimes you can do like the CBD stuff where it's like five percent THC or whatever, one percent THC. They have those. Oh, they do. You have to like get them at a dispensary, you know. But do they have CBD gummy? They, oh, yeah, they do. Oh, they yeah. do. Oh, I yeah. thought they, they only yeah. have THC gummies. No. Oh, okay. My mom told me one thing when we bought them: don't let your stepdad know you have these. Don't let him know because he's. He's okay with the CBD, but not so much with the THC. So okay, she has THC. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Right. Get home, <clears throat> and I'm on Discord with a couple gaming buddies, and I tell them what I've got. And this other guy's already drinking, so it was, was going to turn into an event. So I took one, and one of my guys said, "Well, how much is it?" And I said, five milligrams." And he says, "Take another one." So I had just eaten two, so I was like, nah, that's not good. That's idea. not that bad. Nah. I mean, you know, I've, the gummies never really do anything for me. It's the brownies or the cookies that get me. Dude, I've had people that <clears throat> eating like the chocolate coffee beans and they eat two and they're like, ah. I, I personally, I'm not down with the edibles. Yeah. Because it's too variable. Mm. It's unexpected, the, you know, mm. the outcome of those things. Like, I prefer just smoking it, but some people love the edibles. I'm already digesting, so I took two of them, like 10 milligrams on my first go, and it took like an hour and a half, and I felt nothing. So I went down to go to dinner, my stepdad made dinner, and he made spaghetti, which is my favorite, and felt nothing. When I was done eating, I stood up to go take my can of soda and put it out into the bin outside, and the moment I stood up, I almost burst into the giggly thing to laugh because it hit me all at once. It was so... Great, but it was just like, I, the first thing that popped in my head was, don't let your stepdad know. So I had to keep my mouth shut and try not to laugh all the way going up the stairs. The thing is, you're a fucking adult, Pearl, <laughs> you know? First <laughs> yeah, of all. Why does the stepdad, what does he shit? have against yeah, yeah. weed? It's legal. Yeah, who cares? who cares? I mean, yeah, shit. she lives in Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's legal there. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. It's like drinking a beer. Yeah. Every night after dinner, I turn around and I say, 
Oh, very good. Thank you so much for making dinner tonight. And he would say, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Or if, you, or if I have any recommendations, if it's a new food, you know, we just talk about dinner. So then I get to the stairs and I have to stop and I focus on one of the pillows on the couch for about five seconds before I go, it was very good. Thank you very much. But I'm trying not to giggle. And I think I, I think I passed the test. But the moment I'm up the stairs, I am dying. I am giggling like a little schoolgirl because I just, I felt so fuzzy and so warm and felt so nice. And I don't know. I got it's to my room. I had drug, a couple man. hours. I played some Minecraft with a couple buddies. She's yeah. smoking crack. Next getting call. High. Keep, it, keep it wrong. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, you should try those marijuana suppositories if you want a nice giggle experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess, you know. You know, I mm. think you could, uh, I forget that she's like 23, mm. but when uh, when you live at home like that and you're like, you know, a high school kid and you're just laughing about stuff, usually your parents just don't give a shit because that's what kids are just, you know. Like, I don't think my parents would, well, my parents were clueless about mm. all that. Yeah. But I think if, like, you know, I'd eaten dinner stoned at my friend's house, and, like, we would just be laughing at the table, and their parents were like, whatever, they're stupid kids, mm. and they just dismiss it. So I don't know if that's a, that big of a deal. But what I do in those situations, I try to, I just try not to engage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, just, and just get out. But I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I tell you that I, I was definitely trying to keep it together in the, because that situation I was telling you about before on the Patreon with the DMT in the, oh, yeah, in the yeah. motel room. <laughs> and it People was like, gotta listen to that one. It was definitely a situation where it was like, I was like, this is probably not the right place to do a DMT for the first time, the right situation. But I was like, I was like, can I buy some? And he was like, you're not supposed to sell it or else the shamans or the fucking fairy shamans get mad at you or something when you talk to them. Okay, the pink if, fairies. If you, if you use currency in a, in a fucking exchange and I was like, oh my God. God. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it here. But like, because I because I was like, I'll, if I don't do it now, I'll never have an opportunity to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I never come it. across it and everybody's like, oh, I'll get you it and they never do. If we go into the full story on yeah. that Patreon, yeah, yeah, the yeah. outtakes, just check it but out. dear God, it was Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know? <laughs> so, all right. That's the thing. I remember when... Uh, my when my parents um, well, were alive, uh, my dad, for Passover, mm. do you ever go mm. to a Passover Seder? Um, have you ever been to one of those? <clears throat> yeah, I've been to fucking, yes. It's a, it's a weird... Ex- I mean, did you, but I thought your family wasn't that religious, but they still... They had a dinner. My yeah. bubby had a dinner. You know, and so I've been they, to the one in England. In England, they have one every have like April. Real, yeah, and they say the fucking. It's a weird thing. thing. It's a weird experience. The but I remember, like, or whatever the fuck it's called. My parents would yeah. make it even weirder. Yeah. Because my dad would invite all the Jews and the converts that had yeah. nowhere else to go. Right. So you'd have all these like, you know, the people that were never married or mm. like the Spencers and all that, and then the converts all in our house, mm. and like. Bernice Offerberg just, from the apartment. Yeah, down just the everybody. Road. Yeah. So right. me and my brother, and sometimes I'd bring girlfriends, mm-hmm. girlfriends to it if I was dating anyone. But me and my brother would fucking smoke two joints because yeah. it was so funny just to experience the whole thing. And we'd just go sit there and just yeah, and just laugh every time my dad opened his mouth and would start singing a prayer. I mean, it's such mm-hmm. a weird experience anyway. Mm-hmm. But, it's never singing that would pass the muster on the voice either. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. never would happen, especially nope. at these satyrs. Uh, thank you, Pearl. Looks like uh, you've uh, experienced <laughs> your first gateway drug. <laughs> Somebody's commenting about her on the chat and said, is she an ant? Is she an ant? Because she talks very <laughs> she quickly. She talks really quickly, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. I've, I've actually never seen a picture, so I don't know. She mm-hmm. might be. Um, 
All right, next call we have here. This is a girl. Mm. She's called in before. Um, mm. I guess she's calling about the Oregon uh, County Fair, which mm. is weird because we played another call on Patreon mm. this week also about the Oregon County Fair. Country, country Fair. Country Fair, yeah, Country Fair. Yeah. The right. Country Fair is the one with the naked hippies. Yes. Yeah. Damn, my bad. Right. So, um, I haven't drank for like a week or so. And a few shots have had me fucked up. But anyway, I have this great fucking story about, I don't know if you've ever heard about Country Fair. The Oregon Country Fair. Yo, we have now. We? Yeah. I've been going every year since... Probably I was too young to go. But um anyway, this last year I was out <sighs> What I know this girl, I know she's called in before, I don't remember what the calls are, like I'm I trying to remember. remember. I I think do you remember someone called in saying that their parents were hippies and they dropped her down like a mountain ravine? That that wasn't Pearl, right? That was this one. Oh maybe that was Pearl. Fuck. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, is this the one who goes to the, the tickling guy's house? Or is that a different... No, that's a different person. This is... Uh, oh, yeah, the tickling guy. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. One of her clients. But I like I like this girl's voice. Yeah. Hmm. She reminds me of Joe from Facts of Life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't know. Joe have a fucking southern accent or something? No, I don't think so. Which one had a southern accent on Facts of Life? It was Blair. It was Blair. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Was Joe the one with the weird... Like it was kind of like a she female kind of a version of Dustin from Stranger Things. Oh no, that was Tootie, uh, or that was Tootie. No, Tootie no, was 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 black. Yeah, yeah. All. Dustin's who was the one with the braces and the like? Ugh. Oh, that's Natalie, Natalie. the fat girl. All right, yeah. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like a psilocybin capsule, which is just concentrated mushrooms. Thank you. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but. I have this thing where I like to tell really inappropriate, horrible jokes, like dead baby jokes. And um, (laughs) a group of like 15 people and I were standing around and I decided to do my own little stand-up bit, just telling all of the dead baby jokes that I know very loudly because... You know, I hear that dead babies can't take care of themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Really? That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Out. Really? No? No. Dallas Cooper song? No? I didn't yeah. know that one. Which, no. Oh, Dead Babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Two, three o'clock That's in the morning? Joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a joke! <laughs> Fuck you. The one person on this earth that might have understood that you was you, and you didn't understand it. Fuck Did you. Did not pick up on that. Mm. It's been a while since I've listened to Dallas Cooper. Right. I don't think there's any people with children out who Did he have that song, a- Billion Dollar Babies? He had a bunch of songs yeah, about, about babies. babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ended by this at this point, and I get through my whole spiel. Everyone's Wait, like, she took like a psilocybin cap. Yeah, and then went into this whole stand-up about dead baby jokes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. To a bunch of people. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, Edge Lord Comedy <laughs> Theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Laughing, <laughs> and I turn around. Right behind me, there is a woman trying to rock her baby to sleep, uh, just glaring at me. Is the baby after dead? I've said the worst things. For example, this is like the Wednesday Adams version of Jizzy Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like goth Jizzy Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between my grandma and a baby? 
I'm not going to say that out loud because it's that bad. But I did say it out loud. Now we got to know. What's the difference between your grandma and a dead baby? What do you think this podcast is? You know? Yeah. What do you think we're even doing here? It's leaving me hanging here. That time. Is that it? Oh, come on. Yeah. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I don't, I don't care. I like, I, don't care. I like listening to her voice, you know? Right, I, I, wow. I, I prefer, generally, if you will say the fucking punchline of the goddamn joke, you know? Uh, Harrison's got to learn those... He's got to learn those dead yeah, baby is jokes. It, is it my, my grandmother's still alive? Is that, No, it couldn't be that. That's okay. not even that offensive. No. So you a dead baby and my grandma? God, mm. I'm always bad with these type yeah, of jokes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One has denture. I don't even know. Anyway, keep calling in, sweetheart. Yeah, all right. All right. Maybe maybe one mm. of the people listening on YouTube can figure that out. <sighs> all right. Let us know. Mm. Well, thank you for that. Mm. Um, I wonder if, uh, mm. did she get like a, like her dead baby tight five, did she get like a regular, like a residency at the uh, country fair? All the naked hippies yeah. <laughs> are like, hey, it's the dead baby comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Mm. I'm doing my act at the fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we want to hear some more dead baby jokes. Look so forward give us to the album. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. um, next call we have here, mm. the Wad, who right. weird Arab dude who hasn't called in again, or right. hasn't called in a while. Mm. Um, he calls in, but this time he's talking about his mom rather than his dad. Okay. Well, I don't think we've heard about his mom yet. No, I don't believe so. Yeah. Hello, Dean Harrison. It's me, the Wad. So, I know uh, Dean's mentioned a few times about how he'd like to hear about my mom. So, I, I got some stories about her. No, I don't think anyone ever mentioned that. But I might have. You might have. Yeah, okay. I might have. Because right. I think it, he always calls in about his dad, who yeah. I'm thoroughly entertained by. Sure. I was like, what about your mom? All right. And this will also uh, uh, segue into how uh, uh, how much Arabs love to hire morons as cheap labor. So, <clears throat> my my mother... Uh, is from Long Island, New York. Uh, she's a tall, blonde, Polish-German woman with a thick-ass New York accent. And uh, her... Uh, what, my mom's actually batshit crazy, but I love her. But uh, one of the reasons for that is uh, my grandmother was actually very abusive towards her. She used to call her a bad seed, uh, would actually dress her up like a boy, uh, she actually didn't start getting, like, cute clothes until, like, she was old enough to get, like, a part-time job. And a uh, side note, uh, my grandmother right. actually hung herself when I was a baby. So, there's a pretty long history of Wow. Her. Yeah, God. Yeah. Jesus, his family tree. That's quite a side yeah. note. Yeah. All right. Thank you. It's up mental illness in my family. And uh, if you look on the Arab side, there's also a long history of inbreeding. <laughs> A lot of uh, cousins marrying cousins. Yeah. Well, so, hey, who, is, who doesn't uh, have that? Funny story yeah. about my All mom. Uh, this involves uh, a couple of idiots that, uh, a couple of homeless idiots that my father uh, would hire around the house, you know, just have them do odd jobs, bullshit. <laughs> uh, their names, it was a, it was an old ass man and his like 22 year old girlfriend their names were barbara and that's always a good formula to get the copper stolen from your walls you know? <laughs> like hire homeless people yeah, yeah, to, to yeah. do odd jobs around yeah. the house didn't maybe i'm mistaken but i thought it was I'm pretty sure it was the wad he called in and his father hired a homeless people mm. to help him like slaughter some kind of barnyard animal sure and the guy like ate its dick do you remember 
And he was like, here, have a bite. And the wad was like, no, dude, that's gross. And he's like, ah, you can just chew it. I do remember something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what homeless people do. Okay. They eat cheap dicks. Hmm. Julian. And they actually lived in a tent in the woods. This was in upstate New York. <laughs> and my dad actually let them pitch their tent in our garage. And on two separate <laughs> on one occasion, my mom ended up beating the old man's ass. And on another occasion, she ended up beating his young girlfriend's ass. Hmm. So wow. uh, the time where she beat up the old man's ass, uh, where that came from was she was in the bathroom. He walked in on her. And then he bragged to his young girlfriend, Barbara, that my mom showed him her pussy. <laughs> and he was, and I remember him being drunk as shit and my mom just kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> like, like I was like, I'm literally watching my mom beat up this drunk old man. Is his mom naked? <laughs> well, I mean, she, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It doesn't sound That's like, why he I, to this day has a fetish for beating the fuck out of homeless people. <laughs> That's how fetishes are born. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, at a young age. Mm. Like, I remember him being on all fours and my mom just, like, pushing him over. And then at one point, he ended up on the couch like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And the dog was on the couch. And despite the fact that he was drunk and just getting his ass kicked, he reached over to pet the dog. And he, he was so fucked up, he didn't even know how to do that right. He grabbed a handful of the dog's hair and pulled. It was like a toy poodle, you know, so, you know, you could gr easily grab the hair and yank on it. And she got so mad, she snapped at him. And, That's a um, weird fetish, man. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom naked yeah. beating a homeless guy yeah. while he's trying to pull out the dog's fur. Yeah. That's weird. On the occasion where he beat, where my mom beat his girlfriend's ass. <laughs> Did they continue to live in the garage? I, yeah, after I the guess beat so. Down? I guess okay, so. Okay, all yeah. right. It's me again, the Wad. That's all right, I wasn't paying attention to the clock. Got cut off. So, uh, when my mom beat Barbara's ass, his young girlfriend, I don't remember how it started, but she was drunk. And I, I don't know, I guess, I guess her old-ass boyfriend couldn't get her pregnant, and she really wanted a baby. And she kept trying to, like, hold my brother. And my mom just got sick of it. This, this was in, like... 1987 i was five and my brother was like an infant and i just remember her being drunk like i want a baby i want a baby i want a baby i just remember like my mom knocking her ass over the, the, the table getting knocked over wait who wanted a baby <laughs> wait so the homeless guy's young yeah. girlfriend barbara wanted mm. a baby but oh for some God. reason she wasn't able to uh yeah. to produce one mm. and so she kept wanting to hold the Wad's younger brother, mm. who must have been an infant at the time. Okay. And I guess mm. the mother, who definitely has a suffer no fools attitude sure. here, just decides to throw her through a table, mm. like pro wrestling mm. style. Over, and, and I remember my, my, as this is happening, my little brother's crawling on the floor nearby. And as she's getting her ass beat, she tries to reach out to pick my brother up. And my mom snatches him away, and I, I think she kicked her in the gut or something. He's like, I want a baby, I want a baby. I, these are the kind of morons my dad would bring around the house. There, there are a whole bunch of these idiots my dad would bring around the house. An another story about these... Who are these guys that can sell this to their significant <laughs> other? You know? Honey, I we're just going to have these homeless... You know what I mean? I, I can't I have, eat, like, uh, in those situations, like, can I have a friend stay on the couch for a night? You know, and it's I like, couldn't even imagine. Like, what would your no. mom have said? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah, my mom would have been like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. No. <laughs> that would never would have happened. Idiots were, um, I remember one time they were, they were sitting out in this car, and they had this German shepherd that they always brought around named Nikki. And I, I love dogs, and, you know, I had, I had, you know, played with this dog quite a few times, but, you know, this time it's, it's a hot car, you let a five-year-old seat, and they're drunk, they're not paying attention, and I'm just hanging all over this dog all in his face. Hmm. And, and this German dog Shepherd. bit the fuck out of my face. Ooh. To the point where, like, I, I have permanent scars on Ooh. my face. Like, it's actually, it, it's in the shape of a prison tear. Like, I, like, I literally have, like, a dog canine scar right next to my left eye in the shape of a prison tear because these guys were too stupid to tell a five-year-old, hey, don't, don't get in the dog's face. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty good the, scar, though. Yeah, you know? then. <laughs> Normally, people have to get into, like, German sword dueling accidents to get a scar like that, you know? <laughs> so, hmm. And as a result, my dog, my dad took the dog out back and shot him in the head. Oh, my God. Good God. <laughs> and that was the end of Nikki. Yeah. Now, back to my mom. Uh, there was a whole bunch of uh, situations where, where I saw, my, saw the New Yorker and my mom come out and she, she'd get all vulgar. I remember one time she got in an argument with a woman at a McDonald's. I remember it uh, very vividly because I thought the woman looked like Oprah Winfrey. And she accused my mom of cutting in front of her in the drive-thru lane. And my mom pushed her down in the snow. She was like, I was in front of you. She's like, bitch. Double hand pushed her down on her ass and got back in the car. And that was it. Wow. Goodbye. Hmm. Love you guys. Man, did, were your parents ever violent like that? I mean, my father was violent. Yes, my father was quite but Towards violent. other people or just to you? I've seen him almost get into a fight with a waiter. Well, um, we got <laughs> at a restaurant, restaurant yeah, yeah. like you got kicked out. Yeah, actually, more than once. <laughs> I've never seen him actually fight somebody. Is he a drunk? I mean, like, he, no, what? no, no. He's just no. a very angry, extremely angry person, and he's oh. like, he would like, you know, bounce me off the wall a, a few times, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, my no, my mother wasn't. But my mother, like, I remember one time my mother would drive. She does get crazy. I remember we were driving one time, and uh, I don't know this guy, a biker guy. With like a cut and everything, you know, he was like in a biker gang. Cut cuts her off or something, and she honks, and then he like flips her off. He you know gives him the middle finger, and my mom goes, rolls in the window, and goes, "What's that? Your IQ?" <laughs> and and then the guy starts like fucking chasing us, you know, His and my biker. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And eventually, what's like, he gonna we do? Lose him. I don't know. Yeah, like, what was he gonna do to your mom? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we you were know, both like terrified. God, I yeah. couldn't imagine like the the rabbi yeah. was such a pacifist. Mm. I couldn't imagine like him ever. Mm. It would have been great though if he like got into a fight and just beat the shit out of a bunch of people. Mm. That just never happened. Um, but yeah, you know, every time the wad calls in, I'm like, you know what? It's a good thing that mm. you're in therapy. Mm. You know, because if anyone needs it, that guy definitely needs it. Mm. Man, I mean, just his upbringing is insane. Always entertaining, though. It's always entertaining. Anyway, people call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Uh, You can go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. You'll get a new story. Do a good news story this week about the Mm. most prolific British rapist in history. Yeah. Um, Get a few extra phone calls. 
and our outtakes. And uh, actually, Harrison went into a and the twist. He rapes men. Oh yeah, he yeah. rapes men. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and during our outtake, Harrison actually uh, tells the entire story of going to a motel with two strangers and doing DMT. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a, when you say it like that, it sounds irresponsible. <laughs> It's 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 quite an entertaining story. Yeah. So, but, so the only place you can hear that is on our Patreon page. So patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Do appreciate the support. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week. I swear this whole week, this past week, this song has been in my head. Um, it's from that video, which has been making the rounds for years now, but people always send a, maybe it's the first time they discover it. And they're like, oh, I got to send this to D. Mm. It's a picture of like that mashup of that rap song over the Hasids dancing. I you know? feel like I've seen this before years ago. And then I feel like you've shown this to me on three separate times and forgotten you've shown it to me. Maybe. I mean, yeah. people, mm. you probably have just seen it. People send mm. this to me all the time or they post it on our page because maybe it's the first time they've seen it. Right. But the song is very catchy. Mm. I like the song a lot. It's uh, The artist is named A2M. Mm. I'm assuming that's Astamo. Sure. And the song is called I Got Bitches. Mm. And it's really catchy. Once you start listening to it, you're going to be humming it all week. Yeah. So just to let you know. Anyway, we're going to end the show here with uh, I Got Bitches by A2M. People will be mm. back next week, episode 722. Until then, take a sleazy. All right. Hey, yo. What it is, everybody report to the motherfucking dance floor with they motherfucking drinks, they wet ass pussies, they big fat asses and them big brown titties with them pepperoni nipples, cause I'm coming for ya. What the fuck was that? I got bitches all on my dick and every day, sucking on my balls, licking on my balls, bitches, they know, stick it in that booty, hold my balls, my balls. Suck on my bow. Come on. All up in that asshole. Let me hit that booty row. Licking the dick, sucking the ball. Swab a dial, beating down your pussy. Walk to the ground. Spin around and round. And these stacks get down. Shit. Swallow the nut, dick in the butt. Beating it up, and that's how I fuck. I got bitches all on my dick and every day. Sucking on my bowels. Licking on my bowels. Bitches, they know. Stick it in that booty, hold my balls, my balls Suck on my balls Damn, bitch I, I don't know how to say this shit, I just love fucking bitches Fuck them in the ass, fuck them in their face, fuck them in their pussy hoe That's just how I get down Sluts, bitches, know what I'm about Roll my blunt up and keep this dick up in your mouth yeah. Don't be talking no shit what? Cause I ain't taking no shit Hell no. Keep your mouth on Mr. Big Stuff While I'm talking this here I said hoes uh-huh. They give me dough what up? Wrap them on my toe uh-huh. And that's for sure you know. I got iced out fingers Icy. Bitch you met a winner Scooping them like kitty litter They call me Diggler I got bitches all on my dick and every day Sucking on my bowels Licking on my bowels Bitches, they know Stick it in that booty Hold my bowels, my bowels Suck on my bowels Yo, check it, you naked I'm beating that ass Every day, sucking my bowels While I'm counting my cash I got cash flow Dick in your ass, ho And every time you bout to blast I say you gas, ho Cause I don't fuck sluts 
I just put it in they butt. They butt. And if they want the nut, nut. it's at some mouth. What? Yeah, I be stuntin' like my daddy with some hoes all in the caddy. And my dick ain't far from shabby. That's why hoes don't want it badly. They be blowing up my celly, begging for it on their belly. I say, meet me at the telly. Don't forget the KY jelly. I'm a nasty boss, motherfucker. Catch me at the rucker game. Hopping out the caddy hoes, cling to my spaghetti chain. Catch me in the parking lot, pimping, hitting switches. I got guns, I got hoes, I got motherfucking bitches. I got bitches all on my dick and every day. Sucking on my bowels, licking on my bowels. Bitches, they know. Stick it in that booty, hold my bowels, my bowels. Suck on my bowels. I got bitches all on my dick and every day. Come on. Sucking on my bowels, my bowels. licking on my bowels. my bowels. Bitches, they know. Yeah. Stick it in that booty, hold my bowels, my bowels. Suck on my bowels. Yeah. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. It's a. Uh... 206-666-3846. Call the and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 Banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 